Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tyrannosaurus Rex Marketing Podcast Program. I'm your host, Roy Harmon, and this is episode 007. It's a very special holiday episode just for you, for me. It's going to be a little bit of quality time, just uh, just the two of us want to do something a little different. It's going to be, uh, yeah, going to be great. We're going to talk about six scientifically proven templates that will help you create better ads. These are creativity templates that will allow you to develop more creative concepts to create ads that will do a better job of achieving your goals. So let's get into it. All right, so that... Uh, ended a little bit abruptly. That uh, that song there. Anyway, here we go. We're going to talk about these creativity templates. I think they're cool. You'll think they're cool. I'm sorry that you can't actually unwrap them like real gifts. But uh, you know, one thing you could do. I've written an article on the topic. You can go over, connect with me on LinkedIn, check out the. Check out the article. Let's talk about it. Let's engage. Um, you can then print it out, bind it, wrap it, and um, go ahead and open it up. If you're listening to it on Christmas Day, if I even put this out on Christmas Day, you know, you can just look at it right then. And if not, you know, I'm sorry, just consider it a late gift or hang on to it until next December, next Christmas, you know? Or open it the first week of January. It's an early Christmas gift. Really early. Uh, anyway, the idea for this particular podcast, this topic, it came from a great book called Made to Stick, Why Some Ideas Survive and Others Die. It's a book by Chip and Dan Heath, and they're uh, just really awesome writers. They have a ton of great books. Well, actually four, five if you count this collection of their columns from somewhere that they wrote columns. But in the book, which is it's a great book, there's actually a very um really kind of a subtle mention, they just mentioned in passing this study called the fundamental templates of quality ads. And the templates are really interesting and the study itself describes them in detail, not all of them as detailed as you might like, but um, but it really can drastically improve the quality of your ads. And the best part is that the study shows that you really don't have to be a pro to use the templates. So what we're going to cover today in this episode is we're going to go over the study a little bit. We'll talk about each of the templates and some of the examples. Of course, you won't be able to see the examples here, but if you go over and check out that article I wrote, you can get some ideas of you know, what these ads would actually look like, what these concepts would look like in practice. Uh, then we're going to talk about how you can use the templates to make better ads for your own efforts. Um, so, you know, because it all starts with brainstorming. That's kind of where, I mean, I think that if you think about just, you know, a bunch of suits in a room, 
throwing out random ideas. That's kind of what a lot of people think of when they think of ideation and how you would come up with ideas for, for ads. Um, a lot of people don't have a creative department. They don't work in an agency. It may be that they're doing things on their own. And so that form of brainstorming where it requires a whole bunch of people coming up with a whole bunch of ideas, that might not work for you. And in fact, this study and numerous other studies show that brainstorming really isn't necessarily as effective as, uh, you know, we, we assume. So these techniques are going to the guys who, or at least one of the guys who came up with it, he's also got a book called inside the box that he, um, he wrote with another fellow. And it's a really interesting book. That's more about inventing and, um, problem solving, but they talk about this idea of inside the box and how you're actually will be more creative. If you do put constraints on yourself, if you don't just say, let's throw anything at the wall and see what sticks, let's just come up with any idea, no matter how crazy, and then go from there. What they say is you actually need to impose some restrictions on yourself because that's actually where you're going to come up with more. Um, you're going to come up with more creative ideas. So, Three professors at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem School of Business Administration came up with this study. Um, Jacob Goldenberg, that's the co-author of Inside the Box, um, he led these professors and they conducted some studies to just try to figure out, are there some patterns that we could use to sort of organize the creative process, not just sit in a room with a whiteboard and come up with crazy ideas and hope that we get lucky. So the study found that there are ways to develop effective ad concepts more efficiently. And the way that they found this was they started out by looking at 200 award-winning ads and then 200 ads that didn't receive awards. And they found that all of the award winners fit into one of six templates. And I'll say one thing about winning awards. Does that mean... They're actually more effective because they won awards. Definitely not. Winning awards, That's I, I think most people agree that that's pretty stupid. It can help market your agency, but a lot of times award-winning ads, it really has nothing to do with whether it's actually an effective ad. But we'll go over a little bit later that there are some things that they found um, that do show that these are actually not just you know maybe going to help you win an award but they're actually going to help you make a better ad. So they had three groups of people make ads. One, they just said, go make some ads. Just, you know, left them to their own devices. They went out, they did what they could. Then one was taught a free association technique, a, you know, sort of the traditional brainstorming concept. And then the third was taught about the six templates. And the ads by each group were then judged on likability and memorability. So they found that viewers liked and remembered the ads created with the six creativity templates much better than the others. So I think that's where you kind of see the effectiveness coming in. It's not just, um, oh, hey, people like this or they enjoy this. People actually, they remember it. Um, so really doesn't matter 
if you're uh, working in an ad agency, maybe you are a creative, or maybe you're a solopreneur, you're working on your own and you don't have access to a creative department. And maybe you're just looking for a way to come up with some more innovative campaigns and you want to maybe have somebody on Fiverr design them for you. Either way, 21st century Don Draper, mom and pop store owner, you should know these templates. I mean, they're not going to tell you, it'll dictate the, quant- the the content of a creative ad. And I, I mean, even the, the guys who came up or who developed a study, they can see that, you know, these things can change. It's all very based on, um, you know, I mean, just people change and big groups of people change and big groups of people are who we're dealing with when we're talking about advertising. So they're not set in stone, but right now they seem to be doing pretty well. So the templates, the number one template, or, you know, these are in no order, but the first one is it's called the pictorial analogy template. And in this template, a symbol is introduced into the product space. And so to understand this study symbol and product space are a couple of words that you're going to hear a lot where, you know, the product space is you think about basically what has to do with your product. Like for instance, if your product is an umbrella, then you've got your umbrella, you've got your handle, you've got rain. These are the things that sort of make up the product space. And then the symbol is something that's going to be related to whatever the message is, the benefit that you're trying to highlight. So they've got two versions. One is the replacement version. And in that version, you're going to just basically replace something like there's a, you know, a McDonald's ad where they've made the Wi-Fi symbol with some French fries. And uh, the extreme analogy, uh, I, I find the extreme analogy version to be much more interesting. And um, a great example of that is there's a Heinz ketchup bottle, and it's but it's made out of um, it's made up out of actual tomatoes. And I mean, really, it's one of these. Well, you really you need to see it. It's like the whole bottle is this one big tomato, and it's been sliced into all these slices that are stacked on top of each other to make up the bottle. And so it it just shows you, you know, this is like this is fresh, this is real tomatoes, is real ingredients. So they make that analogy and connect that in a visual way that is very powerful. Um, then the second is the extreme analogy or excuse me, this extreme situation template. And that one is going to show some unrealistic situation. That's going to really make more prominent, whatever the attribute of your product or service that you're trying to highlight. So um, there's three versions of this one. The absurd alternative is one where you might, uh, for instance, there's an example um uh, in the article I wrote where you've got, if frogs go extinct, you'll notice. And you got a woman and she's just covered in bugs and they got spider. I mean, she's sitting here, she's chopping up some vegetables and she's just, yeah, I mean, gosh, there's like spiders and I mean, yeah, it's like, it seems like mainly spiders, which is very disgusting. Anyway, um, you know, that's enough for me. I'm, I'm sold. Let's keep frogs around. Then, um, so the extreme situation, 
you're going to use outlandish circumstances to demonstrate a an attribute uh, that you want to highlight. So that's the absurd alternative. Then there's the extreme attribute where the, for instance, here they've got a a boat and to dim, to tell you, you know, you're not going to get motion sickness with this. Honestly, you can't really, I can't tell what it's even for. I guess it's a medicine, but what they've got is the seas have sort of been parted. So it's really stormy, but the, this cruise liner or whatever it is, is going through smooth seas in the middle of it, because that's what you're going to feel like when you take this medicine. Then there's the, uh, the third version, which is the extreme worth version. And I would love to hear from you if you read this study and have some ideas about what that might look like or know of any examples, because there's a couple of these where it's just, it's kind of difficult just from reading the study to tell what they were getting at. And the, you know, that's just, it's unfortunate. There's a book that out, I think it's out of print now. It's like 50 bucks. It's called cracking the ad code. So if you really love the, the idea, then maybe you want to pick up that book. I had a copy. Unfortunately, I, I've moved so many times since I have bought it that I have no idea where it is. So I'd love to hear from anybody who has the book, picks up the book, or just um, you know has some thoughts on that. Uh, the next template is the consequences template. And that one just shows you what is going to demonstrate what would happen if you uh, did or didn't do what they're recommending for you to do. So there's the extreme consequences, consequences version, which is going to say, for instance, they've got like some headphones and they're so good at, uh, these noise canceling Bose headphones that a guy is rowing his boat and he's about to go into a, um, a waterfall because he doesn't hear it because they're, the noise cancellation is so good. So you see the template, it exaggerates the consequences of using or not using the product in a way that highlights a key attribute of the product. Um, another one is you've got a couple of people and they've got sleep masks over their mouths. They're having to, and you can see light coming around it because this aqua fresh toothpaste, it makes your teeth so white and bright that you have to cover up your mouth. You have to cover up your mouth so that you can sleep at night. Then there's the inverted consequences where, uh, for instance, I think one that you've probably seen is the direct TV where they say things like, uh, you know, don't sell your hair to a wig shop is the video that's on the, um, with the article. And it talks about how, if you don't get direct TV, then you're going to do this instead. And if you do that, you're going to do this. And if you do this, you're going to do this other thing. And then finally, you're going to end up selling your hair to a wig shop. Then um, another is they've got like some awful smell in the car. It's some kind of deodorant or something. And uh, and so they're all riding on the outside of the car because of how bad it smells on the inside. Then there's the competition template, which that's going to show some situations where the product is going to be subjected to competition with a product or event from a different class. And I think that from what I've read, when other people have tried to explain this one, 
a mistake that people made is they'll have, they'll just kind of go with the standard Pepsi challenge sort of ad or the, um, you know, just a BMW trying to compete with something else, um, some other car. And the really, the, the way that this template works is you are actually, you're competing between something outside of your product space. And one of that specific templates is called uh, the uncommon use. And so you have a, um, you have a car, and it's competing against ice. It's a Ford. And it's competing against ice by, it, there's some boat, I don't know what it is, and it's uh, up in the Arctic, and the car is pulling it to help it pull through the ice. So the car is competing with the ice. Then there's the interactive experiment template. And this is another one that I think would be really interesting to talk about, especially because with all of the... Um, you know, with the things we can do now with apps, with Snapchat lenses, with the sorts of new things that Facebook is adding to their messenger. I think there's a lot of cool things that can be done with the interactive experiment template. And this is also one of the ones that's maybe not entirely clear what they're getting at. Like, how does this template work? So there's what you do is they, you want the person seeing that to realize the benefits of your product by having them engage in a, an interactive experience with the actual medium the ad appears in. So uh, one that I think they talked about this in the study, and I, I thought this one was really interesting, is a they asked you to kind of knock your run your fingers through your hair over a black ad, um, and then you know you see your dandruff on the ad, and they want you to to go and uh, download their stuff. Um, not download their stuff. They want you to go get their, their dandruff shampoo. Then one that I found that I think is pretty cool is they want to show you how easy it can be to use this wine bottle opener. And you actually put your, you use your phone and it's, it, it interacts with the ad to allow you to feel like you're opening this bottle. So, I don't know if either of those are the best examples. I would welcome your thoughts on that. I think that this could be really, really powerful when used in a way that's, you know, just used in a smart way. Uh, the last one is the dimensionality alteration template. And in that one, you're going to manipulate some dimension of the product in relation to its environment. So, you may multiply some element or divide some element. The most interesting version I think is the time leap version. And an example of that is, so you're taking your product and you're somehow shifting it in time. So to show how timeless the Rubik's cube is, they've got, you can in, imagine this kid sitting by a Christmas tree and there's gifts and there's, uh, you know, the tree is decorated and, the kid is in a little pajamas and, you know, some kind of little kid slippers with animals on them. But the actual ad shows that it, this is a grown up, and he's that, that those pajamas that I'm describing to you are stretched out. You can see his stomach. He's got a beard. The tree is dying and it just demonstrates how, uh, you know, the, the tag is 25 years and still going. Um, 
And then division is uh, an example of that is they've just got this, uh, it's a Navy ad and it's a boat. The shape of a boat is made up by the actual sailors. So they've got, it's very clearly a boat, but it's entirely, it's, you've got a row of soldiers or, you know, just a, a mass of them. And then on top of that, there's more and all the way up to the top where you got some spread their arms out to be the radars or whatever those things are at the top of the, of a, uh, of a Navy ship. So those are the templates and they're not all super clear. And I, you know, I mean, some of them really without reading, cracking the ad code or getting more information from the researchers themselves, they're, may be unusable, but there's enough there that I think that you can get a lot of value out of at least reading the study. And I want to talk about a a little bit, try to get a little more specific on how you would use the templates. The, the key, the first thing that you have to do is you have to decide what attribute of your product that you want to highlight. What are you trying to, um, what are you trying to really demonstrate to the person who sees that? And once you do that, once you know what you're trying to focus on, then you need to make two lists. And one is going to be a list of all the components that make up your product space. And the next one is going to be all the elements that fulfill the template specific component. So, you know, if you're doing the dimensionality alteration template and you want to do the time leap, then you need to think of every sort of way that you could alter time and then you want to tie them together. So once you've got those two lists, the components that make up your product space and then the elements that fill that template specific component, which is kind of usually the symbol component, then you need to connect them. And that's sort of going to depend on the, the template that you choose. So your product space is going to be made up of what they, they describe it as internal components of the product and the objects that interact with it. And again, the second list that's going to depend on the templates you choose to use. So for the consequences template, the second list would be a list of consequences that could result from using or not using your product. And as you see from the direct TV ad, you can get really crazy with those. And in fact, maybe that's a great time for brainstorming because you know, if you want to come up with some wacky ideas, that's a great way to do it. Then for the pictorial analogy template, the second list would be made up of symbols that represent the attribute you're attempting to highlight. So one example they talk about in the study is pen, the tennis ball company, or maybe it's just a tennis company. I don't know. I don't really play tennis. They were sponsoring some kind of, I don't know, some open or something. And so in the ad for the London Open or whatever it's called, they would have a croissant, but the croissant was a tennis ball, if that makes sense. You'd probably need to read the – I've got a link to the study in the article, and you can actually see some of these images where they've got a – it's a croissant, but it's made out of tennis ball material, and it's written – it's got tennis – or it's got pen written on it. It's clearly a tennis ball croissant. Um, so once you, so to determine the elements that you need, you can ask yourself these questions. There's four. So there's the key attribute, which is what benefit are you highlighting? 
Then there's the product space, which is the elements that make up your product and what interacts with it. So like for the umbrella, you know, rain interacts with your umbrella. Your umbrella is made up of a handle, the broad metal stick part, and then the the top of it that actually keeps the rain off you. Then third, there's the template-specific components, which are the symbols, consequences, situations, whatever, that you could use to emphasize the key attribute. And then the linking operator, which is how you'll tie an element from your product space to one of the template-specific components. I think the best thing to do is probably familiarize yourself with all the templates so that you can just sit here and say you make the one list for your product space, you have your key attribute written at the top, which you're trying to highlight, and then just go down the list, coming up with symbols, coming up with consequences, you know, different situations, different uh, ways to alter time to make the point, and just see what is it that really makes that point best. And as for the linking operator, you know, that's going to be dependent on whichever template you end up choosing. So once you've done that you are you know kind of gotten your basic idea there you'll need to actually see the template specific components and those are all listed in the article over on linkedin and i mean unfortunately i'm I'm coming up on my time here so i need you guys to go check out the linkedin article um and i'd love to hear from you i'd love to uh to know what you think about it and um and just yeah give me your thoughts and if you end up coming up with an ad based on this template um or any of these templates let me know i'd love to i'd love to see it and i'd love to um to talk to you potentially talk to you about it on the podcast um all right so yeah i think this has been a pretty good episode guys uh y'all did a great job you were all very um very quiet. I seemed like everybody was paying attention. So, um, yeah, good. You, everybody gets high marks. Next episode will be episode zero zero eight. And we will then have a surprise special guest that I'm sure you will love. So thank you very much and see you next time.